From the rule of our Holy Father, St. Benedict, chapter the 48th of the Daily Manual Labor and chapter the 49th of the Observance of Lent. During Lent, let them apply themselves to reading from morning until the end of the third hour, and then until the end of the tenth, labor at whatever is enjoined them. And in these days of Lent, let each one receive a book from the library and read it all through in order. These books are to be given out at the beginning of Lent. Above all, let one or two seniors be appointed to go round the monastery at the hours when the brethren are engaged in reading, and see that there be no slothful brother giving himself to idleness or to foolish talk, and not applying himself to his reading, so that he is thus not only useless to himself, but a distraction to others. If such a one be found, which God forbid, let him be corrected once and a second time, and if he do not amend, let him be subjected to the chastisement of the rule, so that the rest may be afraid. And let not one brother associate with another at unseasonable hours. But if any one should be so negligent and slothful as to be either unwilling or unable to study or to read, let some task be given him to do, that he be not idle. To brethren who are weak or delicate, let there be given such work or occupation as to prevent them either from being idle or from being so oppressed by excessive labor as to be driven away. Their weakness must be taken into account by the abbot. Although the life of a monk ought at all times to have about it a Lenten character, yet since few have strength enough for this, we exhort all, at least during the days of Lent, to keep themselves in all purity of life, and to wash away, during that holy season, the negligences of other times. This we shall worthily do if we refrain from all sin, and give ourselves to prayer with tears, to holy reading, compunction of heart, and abstinence. In these days, then, let us add something to our wanted service, as private prayers and abstinence from food and drink, so that every one of his own will may offer to God with joy of the Holy Ghost something beyond the measure appointed him, withholding from his body somewhat of his food, drink, and sleep, refraining from talking and mirth, and awaiting Holy Pascha with the joy of spiritual desire. Let each one, however, 
make known to his abbot what he offereth, <coughs> and let it be done with his blessing and permission. Because what is done without leave of the spiritual father shall be imputed to presumption and vainglory and merits no reward. Everything, therefore, is to be done with the approval of the abbot. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks, Thanks be to God. For the sons of St. Benedict, what characterizes Lent is joy. Nowhere in the Holy Rule does St. Benedict speak more of joy than in his 49th chapter on the observance of Lent. St. Benedict presents Lent as a time in which the monk makes a fresh start. A fresh start, a new beginning. Repairing the negligences of the past and giving himself over again to prayer wrung from the depths of the heart and to a more generous allotment of time for holy reading. If over the course of time a monk has in any way hardened himself against the operations of God's grace, during Lent he lays aside his defenses and allows himself to be pierced by the two-edged sword of the Word of God. There is a sense in which all of us, at certain hours and seasons of life, harden ourselves against the operations of divine grace. Oh, we may continue praying, we may go before the Blessed Sacrament, we may continue our Lexio Divina, but we approach God wrapped up in a kind of defensive shield. We don't want God to burn us with the fire of his love. We don't want God to pierce us with the sword of his word. And so we go to God taking all sorts of precautions so as not to be changed, not to be touched, not to be burned, not to be pierced. Lent is when we let go of all of those things by which we consciously or unconsciously seek to defend ourselves against the operations of divine grace. God's word to us is something alive, full of energy. It can penetrate deeper than any two-edged sword reaching the very division between soul and spirit, between joints and marrow, quick to distinguish every thought and design in our hearts. From him no creature can be hidden. Everything lies bare. Everything is brought face to face with him, this God to whom we must give our account. Hebrews 4. Even as the Word of God wounds, it brings healing. 
The word of God is also like a fountain of water, clear as crystal. Nothing so effectively cleanses the heart as regular and deep immersion in the pure water of the word of God. Remember that word of our Lord to the apostles in the cenacle on the night before he suffered. You are already pure by reason of the word that I have spoken to you. St. Benedict mandates that at the beginning of Lent, the abbot present each monk with a book in which he is to immerse himself, as one would immerse oneself in a purifying bath, in which he is to immerse himself daily for 40 days. This more focused Lenten reading obliges a man to seek silence and to close his eyes and ears to the many things that so easily compete with the one thing necessary. St. Benedict also recommends abstinence, doing without things on which we may become dependent, and foregoing in some measure even the enjoyment of good things. Abstinence is a reclaiming of interior freedom. It opens up space and time in the daily round of one's life for all of those things that St. Paul recommends to the Philippians. All that is good, all that rings true, all that commands reverence, and all that makes for right, all that is pure, all that is lovely, all that is gracious in the telling, virtue and merit. Philippians 4. And our Father St. Benedict introduces a Eucharistic note into his Lenten observance by making of all that he proposes to his monks an offering to God in the joy of the Holy Ghost. It's very significant that St. Benedict, in reference to the Lenten practices, uses the verb to offer. This verb casts the whole chapter in a Eucharistic light. He further says that we are to await Holy Pascha with the joy of spiritual desire. Et cum spiritalis desiderii gaudio sanctum pasca expectet. I would also recommend to each of you to choose a Lenten companion, not from among the brethren, but from among the saints. So if you would choose a particular saint with whom you will make the journey of these 40 days, come to me and let me know uh, the saint whom you have chosen, or as I prefer to think, the saint who has chosen you. It is not we who choose the saints, it is rather the saints who choose us. So don't make uh, a precipitous mm, choice of a saint, but uh, open yourselves to uh, the, the grace and the light of the Holy Ghost and ask the Holy Ghost to indicate to you uh, 
of the saint who, uh, whom in God's providence, uh, uh, with whom you will make this, this Lenten journey. Uh, in years past, I have given saints to brothers. In other years, I have asked the brothers to ask God for a Lenten companion. And that's what I propose this year, that you ask for a Lenten companion. Um, I, would, I would remind you that the Lenten book is in some way a sacramental, uh, in some way, in so much as uh, it is a means of grace um, and very often contains for each brother exactly the message that he needs to hear, but not ex opere operato, but rather when the brother opens his heart and his mind and expects God to speak to him through his Lenten book, very often, God grants special graces and lights through the Lenten reading. And these graces and lights uh, permit a brother to make a fresh start. Even for those of you, like Brother Thomas Aquinas, clothed but a few weeks in the holy habit, it's never too soon to make a fresh start. The Desert Fathers tell us that we are to say with the psalmist, every morning, today I begin, today I begin. Uh, and so to begin afresh uh, each day is to live in a state of conversion. Uh, so this uh, time of Lent is uh, precisely this, a fresh start, a new beginning in hope and in joy and you are to read your Lenten book <coughs> carefully, attentively. Um, we will forego recreation during Lent on every Friday, and that will give you uh, more time in the evening uh, for reading on Friday. Uh, similarly, uh, there will be no dessert apart from fruit during Lent except on Sundays and feast days and no wine during Lent except on Sundays and feast days. And uh, apart from these things, uh, I give my blessing to the practices that you have submitted to me as indicated on your, your Lenten tickets. So with this I think that, that we can go forward with the joy of spiritual desire, uh, trusting that God will indeed speak to us and illumine us, illumine our minds and warm our hearts with his word, so that at the end of Lent, when we arrive on the day after Easter, Emmaus Monday, we will be able to say with the disciples, were not our hearts burning within us as he spoke to us on the way.